everybody, and welcome once again to the Couples Develop podcast. I, my name is Bridget, and I'm here with my boyfriend, Justin. I am a marriage and family therapy gradu- graduate student, and he is a financial planner. Um, and we are just so excited that you are joining us once again this week to talk about all things personal, professional, relational development, and just continually grow and work towards having exceptional lives and relationships. So welcome. Welcome, everybody. All right. So we have another good episode uh, for you this week. We're touching on a number of different things, um, and we are going to start off with a weekend recap. Oh, my gosh. As I am speaking right now, I feel so much older in case you're wondering as to why that might be because I celebrated a birthday this past weekend and I gotta say as I've been journaling as of late I'm in my later 20s now but you know I what I've been writing about is on a daily basis I work with people in their 50s 60s and 70s and 80s and I realize how one how thankful I am that I'm still in my 20s but Number two of realizing if I keep eating my veg- veggies every day, I probably will be one day in my 50s, 60s, or 70s, and I may have difficulty touching my toes and everything like that. So what I'm getting at is I've really been kind of thinking about, all right, if I have a couple of years left in my 20s, what would I really want to do to where I, I can say when I'm older, I don't have any regrets? What what trips do I want to go on with my family? Uh, what do I, where do I want to take Bridget sometime? Uh, what activities am I doing? You know, ultimately putting myself that if I'm 60 years old and I could go back in time in my twenties, what, how would I spend that day? And to me, I found that I've been a lot more grateful, uh, just because realizing that time is so precious and, and recognizing when I was in college, I would always think, oh, when I'm 30, when I'm 30, when I'm 30. And I would always thought of myself as such an old, wise person when I'd be 30. And I realized that I'm not that far away. Uh, it's made me think, wow, uh, my 20s are going by really fast. But so I, I would just encourage you, regardless of how old you are, five, 10 years from now, you're always going to look back and realize, oh, wow, if I could go back in time or if I was that age again, here's what I'd do. So if part of personal development is minimizing regrets in life and if you have someone in your life who you love love and appreciate or a hobby that you love doing, um, I just encourage you to reflect on that question of, of if you were 80 today but you could go back to a particular time, whatever age you are, how would you spend your time and uh, how would you make the most of it? So that's my... Uh, birthday reflection for you personal developmenters good stuff good stuff i know justin i really liked what you shared when we were talking about your birthday and you were just kind of saying like you know a fresh year is a time to reflect like a birthday is a time to reflect and really any time is for sure and i liked what justin just described as far as um just taking that opportunity to just okay where where am i am i now where have i been and where am i going where do i want to go and to just um, like Justin said, do all we can in this life to reflect on who we are right now and how our actions and, and who we are today is transforming us into who we would like to become and to just minimize those regrets in life. And I think that just starts with reflection. So and, thanks for sharing that. And studies have shown that people born in July are, are really good at reflecting because not only 
do they get to reflect at the mid-year point, uh, but then they also get to reflect at the start of a new year, calendar-wise. So if you have, if you, for everyone who wants to get better at life, try and talk to the government on changing your birthday to July. <laughs> that's basically what we're saying here. That's the, that's the conclusion we've come to. Mm-hmm. July birthdays are best, although the only downside is you don't get to formally celebrate it when you're in school because you're a summer birthday. That's true. But it's warm and it's nice. My birthday's in April and like sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's snowing. A little bit of uh, pizzazz for the April birthdays. I guess so. I guess so. Um, all right. Should we jump into our topic? Yeah, Bridget, you were wanting to talk about uh, something special here. Let's, let's share the wisdom. Yeah. So um, I recently listened to a podcast um, it was, I want to say on the Brene Brown Unlocking Us podcast, so I will link that in the show notes. But anyways, it was um, with an author named Glennon Doyle who just has a new book you might have heard of called Untamed, and it's just um, kind of talking about kind of unlearning all the ways we are conditioned to think and believe um, and how um, not that those conditioned ways are always negative but to just kind of reflect on like okay why do I think the way I do is this is this truly what I believe is this what I want to believe or are there things I believed about myself for 5 10 20 30 40 years that I would like to change and that would help me become more and more the person that I want to be Uh, so that's I'll link that in the show notes so you guys can look it up but something she said really stuck out to me and it was talking about the concept of pain and how we all go through it and it's inevitable and it's a part of life um, and so since that's something we can't change, what, what can we control? You know, oftentimes it helps me to think of things in my life in terms of, okay, here's what I can control. Here's what I can't control with pain. That's uncontrollable. It's going to happen inevitably, whether that's, uh, you know, someone messing up your Starbucks order and it's, you know, going to ruin your day or some relationship ending suddenly or a job loss or some sort of, fi- some sort of financial or, um, health issue, um, so whatever it is, it's it's going to be pain nonetheless, wherever you categorize it on, you know, a scale of one to 10 of how severe it is. But since pain is inevitably going to happen, what we can control is how we react to it and how we use it um, just to, to grow us and to transform us and to allow us to become better and better versions of ourselves. And um, I'd heard that concept before and I do really like it and I think it's a very popular one and uh, just hearing it on that podcast really made me think and reflect of the times that I've experienced pain in my life and, you know, okay, how many times have I experienced pain and just really sad and in in the despair of it and just thinking, oh, woe to me, like, this is terrible um, versus really digging in and saying like, okay, that happened, that's a real thing, feel my feelings, that's important, but okay, let's not stay stuck here. How can we move on? How can we... Um, use this to just be a catalyst to grow us and change us and challenge us. And and I think that that is such a motivating way to look at such a hard situation, especially when you come at it from the standpoint of, you know, not saying to like push away your feelings or not feel them and move on. Please don't hear me say that. What, what, I, what, what I really think is powerful is to take the time we need to grieve in whatever way that is and to really feel our feelings and be honest about that, but just not stay stuck there. To really be able to say, yep, this happened, uh, but I'm not stuck. I'm moving on. And what does that look like? How How is my life different? How is my situation different? 
how am I different and how do I want to be different when I move through this thing? Well said, Bridget. And one of the things you said I need to ask you on, you said the pain of not getting your Starbucks order correct. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you think that falls? Definitely like a 9.8. 9.8. Well, Starbucks, what stood out to me, it made me think of sometimes on how to ease pain is by making other people feel good. And it made me think of, I saw a news story the other day of, you know, if you've ever ordered Starbucks and they offer you to pay it for the person behind you, that Starbucks frequently has streaks of like people, a hundred plus I saw like in 2014, you know, a little under than 400 people straight in a row paid for the coffee behind them, which is pretty cool. Um, so you mentioned Starbucks and it was on my mind. So gratitude and giving to other people makes you feel good. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. I actually just heard, this is a slight off topic, but I actually did look up that, an article similar to that Starbucks idea. I saw that and apparently one person like ended the chain. Like, um, however many down, did you see that? Well, that's what I was uh, looking at here while you were talking, Bridget. The uh, uh, a popular article on the internet titled "Meet the Man Who Stopped the Eleven-Hour yes. Starbucks Pay yes, for Yes, but like his reasoning was so like you know like 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 in my opinion, it just you know was becoming uh, like you know he he just thought in his opinion like he was like oh giving should be spontaneous and this is forced and whatever and I think he ended up tipping the barista like a hundred bucks. And so he like ended that, but then he still did like a spontaneous giving back thing. So that's a very slight tangent, but it's a very interesting article. Yes, you are correct. I'm looking at it right now. He uh, ended up tipping the barista $100, but the reason why he stopped it was because uh, he thought people were participating out of guilt, not generosity. Yes. yes. But nonetheless... Bridget loves her Starbucks. She will, whether whatever your intent was, she'll take it. Important. Um, it's just a nice, it's an important thing in the day, your coffee. Okay, well, let's jump into a little bit of a relationship survey of the week, or and a little survey slash question of a listener. Um, my girlfriend wants to socially distance, but I don't. What are your comments on that situation? Um, I think that, I mean, that's, that's tough. And and I'm sure that that's definitely a situation a lot of couples are facing right now. Just, uh, differences on different sides of the spectrum of, of how, um, each person as an individual, uh, feels about the pandemic and feel how it impacts their life. And, um, you know, just the decisions they're making regarding that. And then, okay, we're in a relationship. How does this impact us? And like so many things in relationships, the number one thing that comes to mind with this is, is compromise. So, um, just kind of in, in this, if you're breaking it down to like, I want to socially distance, he doesn't, uh, what do we do? Can we survive? Um, as a, as a couple, of course you can. Um, but it comes back to, um, you know, your ability to communicate and to compromise and to have it, which a compromise means, you know, that doesn't mean you're gonna perhaps, you know, totally, um, socially distance just in the sense of like, 
we are not seeing each other each other at all for an X amount of time. Um, you know, but at the same time, the person who doesn't want to socially distance, um, you know, you're you're not gonna your your relationship likely if the two people hold those two differing ideas and and ways they want to handle things. Um, then the person who doesn't want to socially distance, you know, your relationship isn't probably going to look the same. If your partner really does want to socially distance, you're probably not going to, um, you know, be, be spent going on the same dates, be spending the same amount of time together. And of course, you know, um, COVID-19 has just changed our, our daily life, our daily life quite a bit. And that includes the dating scene and what we do for those things. Um, so that, that's what it looks like. Just, just a, a conversation on, this is why this is important to me. This is why this is important to me. Um, and again, um, oftentimes in relationships, um, when we have differing beliefs on things, we, we don't side with the other person. Um, we come in the middle. And so sometimes the middle can be a little bit uncomfortable or like not totally what... Painful. Painful. Yes, yes. Use your pain. Um, you know, you, you might you likely will still have some disagreements. You, you likely will still have some uncomfortability or some feelings of like, this isn't totally what I want. But anytime you, you, you're in a relationship with someone and you mesh two lives together, um, that's kind of it. And, and you know, disagreements and feelings like, um, feelings like you, uh, how, how do I say this? Like, um, having disagreements or not even disagreements, but just different opinions is, 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 can be really healthy. And it doesn't mean you're having screaming matches and it doesn't mean, um, you know, there's these resentful feelings. It's just the power of, of an open conversation. Hey, this is how I feel. Hey, this is how I feel. But you know, you're a priority to me. You're a priority to me with that in mind. How can we make this work for both of us? Do you have any comments on that, Justin? Oh, I understand the, um, differing opinions on it i mean in my own family my mom and dad definitely are kind of split on that or maybe one is more conscious of making sure things are wiped down than the other and and whatnot uh but at the end of the day just like how we've talked about before i think just talking it through and you may not agree with the other person's side but i guess just respecting the other person's viewpoints and I think is important like I I will say this kind of just from a personal side of talking about the socially distancing and whatnot or or even wearing a mask that to my surprise uh in my community when I wear a mask I, I do notice people look at me differently but it's interesting how it's very easy to judge someone for that because you don't know maybe what the intent is for why a person is wearing a mask for myself I'm wearing a mask in case that if I have it I don't want to be spreading it to other people Uh, but I understand other people's viewpoints and everything like that so my only comment would be uh, slow to judge seek to understand and for the person that you love to you know see the best in them and just talk openly about them with it yeah I like what you just said, Justin, about just like seeking to understand and just like having respect play a part. Like when we have disagreements or or just differences of opinion with our significant other, um, I just always think it's so important to um, just just view whatever situation, whatever disagreement or differing opinion you're having is like this person. If if we have a 
mutual, loving, kind relationship, likely that person is not like, I don't want to, I don't want to see you. Like if you're the person who isn't as, um, serious or, or, or wanting to socially distance, um, um, please don't look at your partner and say like, oh, they clearly don't want to see me, which is why they're making this decision. No, it's likely out of love for you. It's likely out of love for, um, their community themselves you know things that like they can and can't control um so yeah to just in all things to just have that mindset of like you know oh like this this might be hard for me that you know our our relationship is going to be a little different we have to navigate this um but that doesn't mean that they're coming at it from a standpoint of you know oh I really want to hurt my partner so I'm gonna suggest we socially distance especially in the case of this with the COVID-19 pandemic it's so out of our control and I think a lot of people are really wrestling with navigating it um in a variety of different ways so I think just to keep that in mind well said all right recommendations for the week I I will start it off I've been reading a book uh rehumanize your business how personal value how personal videos accelerate sales and improve customer experience pretty unique way to connect with people in a in a digital world right now that I liked some of the concepts uh, brought forth in the book involving using a personal whiteboard and writing a, a unique message of as a way to uh, show somebody that the message you sent is actually personal and it's not uh, scaled or um, just mass sent. So in a world where it's so easy to automate everything, one thing that never goes away is talking to other people and knowing that it's a real human at the other end of the line. So that's my recommendation for a book to read. So good. Yeah. I think those are really great points, Justin. And, um, whenever, when you first told me about this idea, um, and we started talking about it, I feel like the number one thing that came to my mind, it was like a quote I read where I don't even know who said it, but I'll find it. And, um, someone said that, you know, work used to be about, um, strength, you know, and like your muscles, like think about way back when, when it was all about, you know, building things. And then, you know, we, we did a, we, we did a society shift and then it started being all with the brains. Think about the, you know, the age of technology and, um, just, just all the advances we've had there. And now it seems like every business, whether you're in finance and counseling and um, a variety of other things, it's all about personal connection. It's all about the heart. Um, so I do just really think that this is a, a really cool idea and, um, I haven't read the book, but per Justin's recommendation, I, I think it's a really, a really neat idea of how you can bring that heart, bring that personal connection to your business, whatever it is. Okay. Well, that's what we had today for you wonderful people. Now, remember it's still July, so it's still possible to change your birthday. Get on that call via the birthday hotline. Yeah. Maybe the census. Maybe that's like a question on there. Like, would you like to change your birthday? No, that would be a fun survey. Would If you could change your birthday to any day of the year, what would it be? I think July might be a little hot for me. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind like a little, like maybe May. Because I feel like in May usually there's no snow. But it's still warm. But July could be really hot. It's all what you prefer. So I'm going to be signing up to change my birthday shortly here. I I like my birthday in July because it's right after the 4th of July and it's not on any other day that's recognized. I mean, like I I know there's probably people who have birthdays on December 25th for Christmas, 
So it's a great day, but I, I wouldn't want it to be on December 25th. <laughs> it is. Any day is a great day to be a birthday. But yes. Specifically well in July. Yes. Christmas in July. I was just going to say, I was like, it's not quite at Christmas in July, but that's still a thing. Yeah. Talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks for listening in. As always, you can reach Justin and I by emailing us at couplesdevelop at gmail.com, couplesdevelop at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.